Welcome to Sports Spectrum, the sports and faith podcast that brings Jesus back into the conversation. Here's your host, Jason Romano. Welcome everyone to the Sports Spectrum podcast. I am Jason Romano. And before we get to our interview with Benjamin Watson, New Orleans Saints tight end, I want to tell you about Football Sunday. Football Sunday's a project that Sports Spectrum is a part of and has helped create it along with our parent company, Pro Athletes Outreach and the Increase. And it's a collection of free media resources for churches to use on Super Bowl Sunday to create and introduce believers and non-believers to NFL athletes, many of whom are playing in this year's Super Bowl. And who knows, Benjamin Watson might be playing in this year's Super Bowl as a member of the Saints. They have home field advantage throughout. And they actually have the best chance of any team to make the Super Bowl, which would be a pretty neat thing to see Benjamin playing in the Super Bowl and also a part of Football Sunday. Benjamin is the host of Football Sunday, and it's an evangelistic media presentation that points unapologetically towards Jesus and displays how these NFL athletes are decreasing so that the life of Christ might increase in and through them. Now this year, this is our fifth year doing this, we have stories from quarterback Kirk Cousins, of the Minnesota Vikings, Case Keenum from the Denver Broncos, and linebacker Demario Davis from the New Orleans Saints. It's all hosted, like we said, by our guest today, tight end Benjamin Watson, on location in New Orleans. And Football Sunday is a movement that has gone global, and this year promises to speak to your church and your community. Plenty of resources available. Here's where you go, and you can sign up now. It is free for all churches to use on Super Bowl Sunday. It's a sermon replacement. It's a really neat thing that a lot of churches, including my church, Hillside Community Church in Bristol, Connecticut, is going to be a part of. So go to the website, footballsunday.com, footballsunday.com. Check it out and be a part of the movement of football and faith on Super Bowl Sunday morning. And as we mentioned, our guest today on the podcast is Benjamin Watson, New Orleans Saints tight end. Benjamin, of course, been in the league for many years, came in as a rookie, first round pick by the New England Patriots in 2004, and played for six seasons in New England before going to Cleveland, and then New Orleans from 2013 to 2015, then to Baltimore for two years, and now back to New Orleans here in 2018. He's played in the Super Bowl in Super Bowl 42, also won a Super Bowl as a rookie, with the Patriots, so he knows what this time of year is about. And Benjamin has a lot going on. We mentioned that he's hosting Football Sunday for us, Super Bowl Sunday morning. He's also retiring. He just recently announced that he's stepping away from the game of football and that this year, 2018, into the early part of 2019, will be his final season as an NFL player. And he's also expecting twins. Him and his wife, Kirsten, are pregnant. Twin boys on their way and sometime in April or May, and that will make number six, and number seven on the children's scale in the Watson home. So he has a lot going on. Oh, by the way, he's a tight end getting ready to prepare for a playoff game and potentially a run to the Super Bowl. And if anybody knows about faith in sports, it's Benjamin Watson who combines them both very, very well in his life and the way he walks his walk. So let's get to it. Brand new interview here with Benjamin Watson, New Orleans Saints tight end here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Take a listen. Ben, welcome to the show. Hey, Jake, how you doing? I'm doing well, my man. Not as good as you, I guess, though. You got a lot, lot going on right now. You're trying to get ready for the, uh, one more playoff run. 
you make the announcement that this is the, the last season of your NFL career. You, you're expecting twins with your wife. I mean, there's just so much going on. Uh, but let's just start with this year and how, how it's been quite the year for you and making that announcement to end your NFL career. At what point did you realize that this was going to be the final season? Well, well I think, um, you know, after last year, uh, being in Baltimore, uh, tearing my Achilles the year before, wanting to come back and play another year after that, um, and completing last season. But, you know, well, as many people know, once you have certain injuries, it's hard to catch up with you. And so uh, going into this year, I felt like, you know, if I could, if I could play on a team that was – um, a competitor, if I could go to a place that, you know, maybe we knew a little bit about from being there before and had some familiarity with, um, I would consider playing again. And, and the door was open for me to come to New Orleans and play this year. But, but we, we knew kind of coming into it that this was probably going to be it simply because the moving around, um, the body doesn't recover like it used to. Uh, yeah. You turn 38, uh, and, and a lot of other things uh, with my family and, and just just trying to seek seek the right time where where you have this healthy balance of feeling that you're emptying your tank that you are doing um, all that you've been called to do in a sport that you've given it your all that you um, pretty much uh, left 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 nothing as far as um, you know holding back but then understanding that you know at some point all of us have an expiration date in the sport. What do you think you'll miss most about? playing the game it's been so long that you know, I don't you could tell me when the last time you you didn't play yeah. football probably when you were a little kid what do you think you'll miss the most yeah I, I think um you know a lot of guys I have a lot of friends obviously who have, who have retired and the one thing they say they miss the most is the times in the locker room laughing uh the pregame meals um you know, you know just shooting the breeze with teammates talking about different things whether it be sports or family or faith or um, just current events that are going on, uh, all those conversations, all the contacts that you have, the, the, the thousands of, of different lives that have intertwined over the course of a career um, that you come in contact with. I think that's, that's something that you miss, just the camaraderie. Uh, but, but on the field, look, running out there and playing in the National Football League is exciting. There's an exhilaration. There's, there's, making plays doesn't get old even though you, you played for years and years and years, there's still the sort of excitement when you get in the end zone or when you make a big play and the crowd goes crazy. I mean, when you, when you, you game plan for an entire week and you, you know you got to get this, this one thing right and then it shows up during the game and you hit it, you have this sense of satisfaction. So I think, you know, the, the relationships, but also just, just that building up, for the game, that that preparation and and the manifestation of of the success that you have, um, you know, once you go out there on Sunday and you and you complete the mission. And you mentioned that that you know, hearing the crowd roar, that touchdown that you caught in November against the Rams, formally announcing, I guess, in a touchdown celebration, which I thought was amazing, <laughs> that your wife is expecting twins, number six and number seven for the Watsons. Yeah. What was your reaction when you found out your wife was pregnant and then to see that it was twins? What was that reaction? Well, the first reaction, you know, when we first got the positive pregnancy test, we were excited and, you know, we we had had two miscarriages before and we had five children already and, and we felt like, you know, maybe we'll go for the even number and we tried a couple of times and <laughs> unfortunately we had a couple of miscarriages, which were very, very tough. Um, yeah. On on me, but also really on my wife. Uh, very 
very tough times over the last year, uh, emotionally and physically, uh, for her especially. And then we decided, you know, we'll try one more time. And if, um, you know, if the Lord wants it to happen, it'll happen. And if not, then that means that, that the womb is closed and our family's complete and that's it. And we'll be good with that. And so we waited and tried again in August and then thought she was pregnant. We were both so excited. We thought it was just one. Um, and then we go for the first ultrasound and we're sitting in there kind of nervous because she's had, uh, these, these positive tests before where there was nothing in the room where the baby had passed away, you know, over the last weeks. And so uh, we okay. sit there and she says to the, to the technician, do you see anything? She's like, uh, you know, I see two things. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and at that point I get up and I walk out of the door and down the hallway and come back to reset. <laughs> um, <laughs> twins, twins are not in our family. This is an example of identical twins. They just split. So, you know, after our initial shock, which was still kind of shocked, um, we are both extremely happy, and she's 21 weeks now, and we are uh, having identical twin boys. Um, in in uh, they're doing May, but they'll probably come in April. So um, we're definitely happy, and the kids are excited about it too. That's amazing, and that's such a cool thing to kind of know this isn't being your last season, and then throwing twins on top of that, and kind of all happening how it's <laughs> happening. It's kind of working in God's timing, right? It is. It is. You, you, you just you just never know what what's in store, um, and, and that and that goes with the tough times as well as the good times. Um, yeah. the, the, what we would consider to be blessings as well as what we would consider to be failures or disappointments. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen on the next day. Um, my father always says that you know God wrote the book, but we're still on one. But we're just on one page of it. We, we don't know the ending. He does. And so coming here to New Orleans, we didn't know we were going to have. Uh, this type of season where we have a chance to go into the playoffs, uh, didn't uh, quite know that we were going to have any more children. And now, you know, faithfully, prayerfully, um, hoping that Kirsten is healthy all the way through. And we have two very healthy boys in a few months, which is, is going to be phenomenal. And it's something that we would have never thought of. And so um, it, it is it is very exciting. It's also, on the football side, it's also bittersweet. Look, I mean, I've been in this game for a very long time. This is how we have have charted our life, how we have uh, done our calendar has all been based on football, on training camp, on off season, on OTAs, um, on game days, all those sorts of things for, for most of, for all of our married life, for all of my kids' lives. Um, this is kind of been how we mark things. And so there's a, there's going to be, and there is kind of a sense of, of, of mourning and detaching um, from uh, what has been what we've been used to and what I've, I've really like dedicated my life to since I was a little kid, as you mentioned before. But then there's also an excitement for all of us as we start to figure out where the next landing spot is and what the next uh, vocation is and, and just how all those things look. Benjamin Watson's our guest here on Sports Spectrum's podcast. And you mentioned this playoff run with the Saints, it's a familiar territory for you, certainly in January in the playoffs, having been to the Super Bowl before multiple times, winning a ring and playing in another. And knowing this is the end of your playing career, have you been able to appreciate the success and the journey this season that it's brought towards you, knowing that it's, especially now that it's your last season? Yeah, it's, it's something that, that I've, I've had to honestly um focus on and concentrate on because as athletes we go 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 and we're always trained to look at the next you know we're rarely 
you know, you've heard the 24-hour rule. You celebrate a win for 24 hours, and then you're done with it because nobody cares. you got to move on to the next week. Yeah. And if you're not careful, you're always living your life looking forward, never being in the present, and definitely never looking back. And so th- this year has, has been an exercise in trying to be appreciative and grateful of the time spent at practice, even if I don't want to be, be there because it's practice, and the time <laughs> spent winning, and the time spent, you know, even when we've lost a game, or the time spent, uh, you know, preparing and, and taking care of my body, um, you know, throughout the week, and, and, and just, just trying to be present and enjoying this because it's, it's not going to be like this anymore. And, and so that, that's, that's totally different than what you're indoctrinated into as an athlete. And it's definitely different than, than really what, what helps to make you successful um, as a team and as an athlete, being able to keep on moving forward. But I think it's really, really important that we, as, as people in general, um, are, are able to enjoy where we are, are able to um, be grateful for the times that we have while we're in them, um, and not always be thankful for those times once they've already passed. And so uh, I, I'm not great at that. There have been times this year, honestly, when I've been frustrated. Uh, for different reasons, or something wasn't going right, or, or, or something in my body doesn't feel great, and I'm, I'm having to get that worked on, stuff like that. Um, but then I'm constantly reminded that you know we're not, we're definitely not promised tomorrow, and, and considering the fact that that this is going to be the the last one, um, I, I definitely want to be uh, grateful and enjoy it. Coming back to New Orleans, you mentioned it earlier. Tell me about the spiritual side of that, and how you were able to connect from a faith perspective. Obviously, everybody knows about your faith and how important that is to you. You don't shy away from that. And that's why we love that side of it for sure uh, here on Sports Spectrum. But yeah, guys like Demario Davis, who came over from uh, from playing with the Jets and from playing you know, in different places, acclimating himself there. And you know him obviously well from different places, but now you're there and you hadn't been there for a few years. And just some of the other godly guys, of course, Drew Brees. Tell me about returning to the Saints and, and what faith looked like in that locker room this year. Well, every um, every team is different, and when you're gone from somewhere for for three years, you know, on the third year coming back, it, the, the turnover rate. I, I mean, many of the guys that I knew, the guys that you know, you've heard the story of myself and Luke McCown. That tied a couple guys yeah. in the rehab. Those guys are gone. I mean, there's so much turnover in the NFL. But but one thing I can say is that uh, God always replenishes uh, where where people move on, and so that 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 goes for the league in general. Actually, that goes for the world in general. You have faithful people that come along. They age. They move to different places. They pass away. They whatever. And there's always someone that was trained up under them that takes over. God always brings somebody else. There's always a, a remnant that keeps on going. I mean, we see that all the way back to when Jesus was, was on earth and to where we are now, being followers of his, although all those first disciples have been long gone. And so coming back, uh, it, it was probably a, ma- a matter of stepping in and, and being involved where I could. It was a matter of supporting um, the guys that are that are faithful going to Bible studies that we have every week. Uh, fortunately for us and for my family coming back to New Orleans in a larger sense, we had a church home. And I think that that really helped with the decision to come back is that we knew where we could plug in um, on a weekly basis and be fed spiritually. One of the toughest things about moving to a new place is finding uh, a church home. And, and as, as football players, we can't go, obviously, during parts of the year, but during a lot of parts of the year, we can go. 
And it's important that uh, we go as a family and that we plug in in that way to the community um, and, and be fed. And so since we had been there before, we had a strong church home. So um, you mentioned DeMario, DeMario, Drew, um, Austin Carr. Uh, the list goes on of guys who um, love the Lord and guys who are, are setting a great example of our Lord. What do you think is the biggest lesson that the Lord has been teaching you this season as you've gone through it? Certainly all of the things we already addressed as it being your last and all that's happened with the team and the success that they've had. But what do you think is the biggest lesson the Lord has taught you uh, this year? The biggest lesson, um, <clears throat> I would say um, not to n- not to doubt him. Um, I'm a warrior. Uh, I'm a chronic warrior. <laughs> I like to be in control. Yeah. I like to be in control. Um, I, I like to know what's next and prepare for it. Um, and and God has always been faithful to us. And so I don't think this is, this is not a new lesson for me, but it seems to have to be reiterated when I move from New England to Cleveland or from Cleveland to New Orleans or from New Orleans to Baltimore, from Baltimore back to New Orleans. It seems that God has to be patient with me all the time and keep reiterating that I'm faithful to you. And that I will provide for you and that I will take care of your family and that things will be okay. You know, there will be a house for you to rent. Um, your, your kids will find schooling or whether they're homeschooling or whether they're going to school. Um, out of the home, your wife, she will be taken care of. Um, even with, with the, the, the twins coming, you know, just after all that disappointment and and then he saw fit to, to give us two babies after two miscarriages. Mm. Um, you know, just time after time, Jason, um, you know, it, it's, it's almost embarrassing to say that, that, that I doubt <laughs> and that, yeah. I, that I try to take things and put them in my own hands. Um, but he's always faithful to us. Um, and, and that doesn't mean that I always get what I want. Uh, you know, th- th- this season, it's, it's been great to be a part of this team. Um, what I want to catch Twice as many passes as I, as I did? <laughs> yeah. Of course. Probably right. three times as many. Um, there's always something else that you want. And God says, you know what? I know what's best for you. And trust me. And do what I ask you to do when you're asked to do it. And I'll be faithful. And there will be a harvest. And, and we're seeing it. Look, at, we're, seeing, we're seeing men and women on this team. Um, relationships being stronger because of the women's Bible study that my wife and and uh, another uh, young lady are helping the lead. We're seeing questions being asked about spiritual things. We're seeing all those things happening uh, on the team, um, and it has nothing to do with us. It's God showing up. Hmm. And so I would just say it's um, not a new lesson, but it's one that I feel like I need to learn over and over all all the time, is that um, God is faithful even when we aren't. Final two questions here with you, Ben. First, I want to ask you about Football Sunday, and I know you hosted it for us, and I say us because our ministry, Sports Spectrum, and and the increase have put on this Football Sunday program the last few years, and you hosted it in 2017. You're back with us in 2019, and it's an opportunity for churches around the country to feature stories of faith from NFL players on Super Bowl Sunday morning as a sermon replacement, and it's free. And I wonder for you why it's important for you to be a part of something like this and the impact that it can make throughout the country. Well, we, we, we never know um, what God is going to use to draw people to himself. 
uh, whether it be uh, the sport of football, which which I'm involved in, using the sport, using testimonies to to tell people about the Lord. Um, whatever we do, we do a wholeheartedly unto the Lord, and that includes being involved with with um, events like Football Sunday because they allow people to bring people maybe to church who maybe wouldn't come. Maybe they want to see the testimony. And and through that, guys are able to tell um, not just their story because their story really is irrelevant. It's really about uh, the power of God and it's about His Son and it's about what a relationship with Jesus Christ is all about. And so um, when asked to be a part of it, obviously if it's something that has to do with building the kingdom, um, I definitely wanted to lend myself to it. Yeah, we're excited about it. It's going to be Super Bowl Sunday morning, February 3rd, and hopefully we'll be watching you play in a game that day too, which would be pretty neat. Uh, so, <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> there you go, right? And for, for just quick plug for your church to sign up if you're listening and you want to be a part of it, footballsunday.com is the website, footballsunday.com. Ben, leave us with this. Leave us with a Bible verse, something that's been on your mind, on your heart that God has placed in and encouraged you. Maybe it's the season, maybe it's just in the past couple of days, but something where people yeah. can go and check out the word and something that's been encouraging you in the word. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's a verse that I, uh, it, it's kind of resonated within me for a while now. It's in the book of Jeremiah chapter nine, uh, verses 23, 24, it says, let not the wise man boast of his wisdom, or the strong man boast of his strength, or the rich man boast of his riches. But let him who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who exercises loving kindness, justice, and righteousness on the earth, for I delight in these things. Um, that verse uh, in the book of Jeremiah, obviously Jeremiah is, is, uh, was a prophet, and he's talking about judgment and, and, and all these things. But, but in this chapter, uh, this is a word from God saying that these are things that he delights in loving kindness, justice, and righteousness. And when I read that verse, probably a few years ago, a couple of years ago, um, I had never read the verse before. I was trying to kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to be about. And it felt like those three things are things that I want to be about. It says the Lord delights in those things. And then the first part of the verse, it really talks about humility. It talks about don't boast in the fact that you have money. Because God gave you the money. Don't boast in the fact that you're strong. Because He gave you the strength. You didn't do it on your own. Don't boast in the fact that you that you are wise, that you have His earthly wisdom. Uh, the Bible says that He knows all things. God knows all things. We know <laughs> we know nothing compared to Him. Yeah. But if you want to boast in something, uh, boast in what God boasts in and what He delights in, and that's in knowing Him and being people that exercise kindness and justice and righteousness and those sorts of things. So that, that verse, I mean, I, I honestly, like, the way I, I want to live my life and the way I want to lead my family, lead my children and my wife, is that when we leave our house and we figure out what we want to be involved in, that it be things that, 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 uh, that, that, are, that are based on those three and that we can direct our life into that as we try to show people and tell people uh, about the love of the Lord. He is Benjamin Watson, New Orleans Saints tight end, at least for a couple more weeks, my friend. And listen, I appreciate you being here on the podcast, and we'll be watching you in the playoffs and hopefully, again, watching you on February 3rd. We'll see you on Super Bowl Sunday. But thanks for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man. Thank you for having me. Happy New Year. And many thanks to Benjamin Watson, New Orleans Saints tight end, for joining us here on the Sports Spectrum podcast. And 
Of course, Ben getting ready to do battle in the playoffs as the Saints are the number one seed in the NFC and hosting uh, their playoff game and all their playoff games through the playoffs as they have home field advantage throughout. So we'll have to see if New Orleans can make it all the way to the Super Bowl. They certainly are the favorites and they are a very difficult team to face and beat in the Superdome in New Orleans. So we'll be watching Ben and we'll be watching the Saints as they make a run through the playoffs and potentially a Super Bowl berth on February 3rd in Atlanta. And of course, Super Bowl Sunday also means football Sunday. You heard Ben talk about it. You heard us talk about it in the beginning of the interview. Just want to mention it again one more time, footballsunday.com. That's the website to go to for your church for free to sign up and be a part of what we're doing here at Sports Spectrum and our parent company, the increase in pro athletes outreach as we put on this sermon replacement program for you. And it's all free. All you got to do is go to footballsunday.com to sign up for your church to be a part of Football Sunday and all that we're doing with this program. It's, it's, it's first-person stories from NFL players pointing people back to Jesus. Benjamin Watson, our guest here on the podcast, is hosting it. And it's a great way to reach people for Jesus. And I'm telling you right now, you're looking for a place to invite on Sunday morning because everybody's going to be a part of something with Super Bowl Sunday, a party, getting together, watching the big game. But what about church Sunday morning? Here's a way to invite people who maybe normally don't go to church to hear these stories of these football players and how Jesus has impacted their lives. Sunday, February 3rd. Sign up now, footballsunday.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast with Benjamin Watson. You can always reach us on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook at sports underscore spectrum. We also want to point you to our YouTube channel. You can subscribe there. And certainly this podcast, when I think about subscribing, subscribe to this podcast. Let others know about this podcast. And then leave a review. If you're on Apple iTunes listening to this episode, leave a review. Let us know that you heard the interview uh, with Benjamin and any other interviews that you've heard. We've done a ton of them now. And every single one of them has a great story pointing back to Jesus. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time right here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Have a great rest of your day.